Welcome to On the Internet with Jason, a podcast where we explore the latest headlines, news, and interesting topics we find on the internet. Here's your host, Jason Harris. It just sounds like we're so important. <laughs> move over dateline <laughs> move over dateline we got a show hey what's going on everybody hey thanks for taking the time to jam with us today my name is jason harris i am joined by jeff tessier and we have the one the only the austin that's right he doesn't have a last name it's like beyonce it's just austin <laughs> um today uh we can talk about whatever we want to talk about when it comes to the news you know new exciting things Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's boring. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. It's not boring. Don't turn this off. Don't do it. You're going to watch it. Watch it all. All right, Austin, you got some cool stuff for us. What's going on in the news today? Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in. First up, we got uh, auto loan delinquency rates reach highest level since 1994. You know what? I didn't even know you were going to pick this, and I was actually thinking about this the other day. So I think the timing, like, talk about just you know that ESPN thing I got right. I just knew you were going to say it. That's my dad joke. Nobody got it. Can we have? Can we have the little laugh? Which one's my laugh button? Oh, there we go. No, does that work? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> hey, no, but seriously, this is gonna this is gonna be a real thing. Um, it is a real thing. Right. Um, think of COVID as kind of being that pebble that got dropped into the water. And then there's that ripple effect that kind of goes through the entire pond. Right. Um, I got to be honest with you. This actually took longer than I thought it was going to. Um, I, I thought we would feel it closer, you know, within the first kind of 24 months. But it's crazy to think that here pretty soon we're going to be four years um you know since covid that's kind of that's kind of nuts but uh you know so so we're yes we're feeling it we're seeing it um you know i mean i look i i think one of the biggest things is just the cost of homes right now you know you know if you if you you know the you know the average mortgage for a home like let's 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 say you're you know you bought a three hundred thousand dollar home but right you know before covid you know your mortgage was about 1500 bucks 1600 something give you ballpark it somewhere around there it's almost three thousand dollars for that exact same home, and you know, and it's the same thing with cars too, right? That 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 car that you bought before COVID at zero percent for seventy-two or eighty-four months that cost you five hundred dollars a month in payments now costs you seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred dollars a month for the exact same vehicle and the exact same term. But now you're paying, you know, 6.99% or 9.99. God, I saw what I literally saw an advertisement the other day where they actually did not advertise 9.99%. Um, you know, I, I mean, think about this. So, so interest alone on an 84 month term on something like that, you're going to pay 20 some odd thousand dollars, just an interest on a car on a <laughs> So, you know, you're paying $800 a month now for a car that costs you $500 and, you know, almost $30,000, twenty dollars to $30,000 of that is interest. That's insane. That's nuts. Well, it was already bad Certainly. enough that we had these 84-month terms and 96 months that were being pushed, right? So now you, you have no choice but to put people into those 
and possibly longer. Do you think we'll see the balloon payments come back? Remember those ones, Jay? <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, like, I actually already know balloons are happening. Really? Oh, yeah. I know lenders that are already doing balloons. Hey, for anybody out there watching listing, if you have, maybe you're new to the industry, you <laughs> don't know what a, hey, I'll let you, Jeff. Jeff, explain what a balloon is to everybody. So somewhat like a lease, you know, where you have a residual amount that's calculated at the end. So you take a portion of the loan, let's say it's a $50,000 loan, and you're committed to paying 20 grand over five years. And unlike a lease, you have no choice but to refinance that remaining portion or pay it out in cash if you happen to have the remainder money. And that was something that really disrupted the industry back when it first was introduced. It seemed like a great idea. Unfortunately, a lot of customers were probably not maybe as informed or, or uh, as educated to understand. <laughs> Even, even if they were educated, do you really remember five years ago that you signed a loan like that? Yeah, and it's uh, it, it was actually really, really bad. So it's just, you know, what are you going to do, right? I saw something on the news the other night here in Canada, and they're saying that one in ten people are using, like, a, what do you call those, food uh, food banks. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't surprise me. Um, yes. So, you know, if people... Typically, they don't default on their car payments or their house payments, right? That's usually the last things to go. Well, because they're necessities, right? Yeah, like, they need to get to work. You need your car to get to work. You need a home because you got to have a roof over your head. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that transpires. But uh, in order to, to continue to sell metal, it's going to be creative ways, like you said, at 9.9%. What, what can you really do? <laughs> we did a private sale for a dealership back in the summer, and there was a lady with a vehicle that was two years old written off and her payment to keep it anywhere near the $500 mark required seven and a half thousand dollars down and seven and a half thousand dollars. So $7,500 just to keep her payment similar to what it was before COVID. But I mean, you know, also like I've had many friends that I've given uh, advice to through the years back when we had the dealerships, right? I sold a 15 RVR to a friend of mine. And he did an 84-month term, and I said, you guys drive this thing like thirty to 40,000 kilometers a year. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're not just paying just this $200 that was fitting your budget. You know what I mean? Yep. You're comfortable with. As you have more income, just you know, set it aside even and pay a lump every year or whatever, right? And it came to the term to he's four years in to a seven-year loan. He had 180,000 kilometers. The car was worth nothing. Yep. <laughs> Right, this is pre-COVID. Yeah, and he's like, "How do I get out of this, Jeff?" And I'm like, "You owe fourteen thousand dollars still, and the car maybe if I can get somebody to come to the table is worth three and a half to four. I know that's, and, and we're going to see a lot more of that happening. We already see a lot more of that happening right now, but then uh, it, it's just the price point to even enter into. You know, like I mean, I was thinking even younger people. I mean, Austin. You own a car, do you, or don't you? I don't remember. I do, yeah. You do, right? But like, yep. if you and it's it, it's it's you've had it for a while. It's a used car. What is it again? It's a Mazda, right? Yeah, it's a Mazda three. Now, if you were to go look for a new vehicle, let's say you want to buy that same Mazda three, just a newer version of it, right? You're going to be five six hundred dollars a month. How, yeah, that's wild. Like, how do these and, like? afford this you know and it was like yeah there's no real way around it there isn't 
what's some of the stats? I see a stat you have pulled up. What is what's what are those stats? Yeah, so this is Google Trends. Um, right. So basically, like search uh, volume, and this is for the term "give back car." So it's Ooh. clearly at all time highs right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just a steady increase since the pandemic, but more recently, it's it's really jumped up quite a bit. You know, I actually do remember seeing this also during the recession. And, you know, it did take it, 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 it did take a couple of years after the recession. And then we saw the, this exact same thing happen. You know, um, it just wasn't it didn't seem to stick as long. This seems to be way more prolonged than the recession, where it's like this is now we're going into the 44th year. It seemed like within the first two years of, uh, of being out of the recession, things were already kind of getting back to normal. 18 months to 24 months seemed to be what it was, at least for me. Who knows? Cross country could have been very different, right? But, you know, I mean, as as an industry, Jeff, like, what do we do? Like, I, I'm like, I don't know. I'm torn here. I got one side of me kind of, you know, saying like, uh, crap. You know, the other side of me is, you know, like, well, I, I still need to make a living. I still need to sell cars. I still need to service those, you know, vehicles. You know, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what is the proactive dealership do in this situation? When they hear data like this, right? When they hear data like this, like, hey, this is happening, guys. This is a real thing. You know, what does a proactive dealership do? What are your thoughts? And I'll give you mine. Well, I think, I mean you got to go after what your long-term is personally. So focusing on your service department, making sure that that's longevity is there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's lots of uh, even companies that do zero or near zero term financing for 90 days or something like that. And using that tool where it might need to be done. So for work that might need to be done on vehicles that customers can't afford, but they can find a plan to, to take care of it. I mean, we can't be their financial advisor, as far as making sure they pay it off, because obviously those have negative impacts if you don't. But I mean, offering solutions to keep the business flowing, reaching out to your customers to make sure that they're coming back to service with you. That's to me where the focus really needs to be is that service uh, and parts business. Um, on the sales side, you know, working with your uh, team to make sure that they're doing the best they can, explaining to customers what, what the uh, impacts are and why they are the way they are how you move metal in that uh, i mean it, it's going to become tough right <laughs> i really think it's it's going to be a slow period for a short short little while right but you'll have an influx of used inventories coming in mm -hmm. that could help uh, well i was thinking that too option right for customers really not just being order takers anymore right really trying to drive down where that where the narrow is right maybe they want the brand new truck or whatever it is but they've got to go with a four to five year old vehicle right and, and just have to learn how to accept that it's 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 going to take a lot of coaching and discussions because i think we've lost that um search for the right vehicle it's more just taking orders right so no you're right yeah you're 100 right I, I mean the i think you know what the proactive dealer does when they hear data like this is uh, they do start training their staff on how to handle these types of conversations. And, you know, the type of conversation we're, that we're talking about here is 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 very different than probably the conversations we've been teaching, you know, the industry for such a long time is we're actually talking about a downgrading conversation. All right. You know, so like if you're driving that fully loaded Hyundai Santa Fe, 
do do you need that fully loaded Hyundai Santa Fe? Can you get by over the next couple of years with an entry level Elantra? You know, and can you start being proactive in downsizing some of your stuff? You know, I've I've you know, I've 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 heard my friends start having these conversations more so around their homes. But I think once they start having the conversations about that with their homes, then immediately the next conversation is downsizing in their vehicles. You know, it's like, do you know, yes, I have a family of five, but do I need a Yukon XL? Yeah, probably not. Right? <laughs> you know, like it's nice it, to have, but <laughs> well, I mean, but you know what I mean though, right? Like, do I need to have you, you know, so so it's like, can I still get what I need to get done in a Mazda CX-5. Yes, I can, right? And you know, and and I think uh the proactive dealer is having that type of conversation. You know, it's not a matter of, you know, it, it's 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 getting in preparation. I mean, if it was me, if it was me, right? Yeah. I'd be going through my database right now and you know, probably looking for everybody that has over an $800 payment. Right? Um Maybe anything, I mean, anything over that. I mean, I guess it depends what kind of brand you are and stuff like that. But me, I'm just thinking like, let's say I'm a Hyundai dealer, okay? Uh, or Nissan dealer, right? I'm going to go through my entire database and look for everybody that currently has an $800 payment. Because, you know, I'm looking for the people that probably stretched themselves when they probably shouldn't have stretched themselves in the first place. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking for the person that already went for that entry-level vehicle in the beginning because they already purchased the, you know, the entry-level. They're not really going to be able to lower their payments either. They're not going to be able to do anything, right? I'm looking for anybody that, you know, is probably eight, nine hundred thousand dollars you know, because that's the ones that are kind of like, oh, man. You know, and I could probably still, you know, that's what I'm saying. They're probably driving that 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 fully loaded, I mean, well, if it's a Yukon, it's probably a twelve dollars or $1,300 payment, right? But I mean, you know, but, but let's say, let's say, like, I mean, I would be having conversations with those because I think there's a lot of people that legitimately stretch themselves to get the, to those type of payments, you know, and they probably represent maybe in some cases more than 10 or 15% of their actual monthly income is just their car payments, right? Actually, not a financial advisor, so I don't even know what the appropriate number should be. <laughs> but I probably shouldn't exceed 20%. I don't know. <laughs> gonna guess right I'm gonna yeah. guess. <laughs> but you know that's if i was a proactive dealer that's what i'd be thinking that would be going through my head right now it's like you know can i run a downgrade event you know can i print this list you know can i reach out to you know everybody that's got these larger payments and you know maybe i mean think about that for a second let me just put myself in the customer's shoes on that on the other end of that phone call right hey it's jason from abc motors uh just wanted to call and just you know, check in with you and make sure yourself and your family and job situation is good. If there's, I know everyone right now is feeling a little bit of financial crunch. If there's anything that we can do to help, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Holy crap. That's a very different type of conversation I've ever had a dealership call me on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, because that's what it is. It's a conversation. They may be perfectly fine. I look, I think there's so much benefit to reaching out to customers, just acknowledging that this is happening. We understand that in our community, some people are going to be impacted about it. But hey, we're a proactive company, we're a proactive business. All right, we're going to get ahead of this and at least start having some conversations with you all so we can start, you know, helping you kind of 
guide you through it. Here's what here's what happened. You do that right now. So let's say, let's say you take that person out of that Yukon XL, okay, and you put them into a, I don't know, an Equinox, right? Um, guess what happens in a couple of years when interest rates are back down and things are maybe a little bit more stable? Who do you think they're coming to? All right, to say, okay, it's time to get time for me to go back to my bigger XL now. Life's a little good, things are a little better. You know what I mean? Like, anyways, I digress. There's a loyalty factor that you're building there. And even if there's not the time for them as an issue for them, imagine talking to their friends. Oh, can I have Jason's number at ABC Motors? I I, I need some help. And like you said, it's a conversation. It doesn't mean it's a guaranteed thing, but I think there's fruits that can really bear today and down the road from that be the consultant right what does a consultant do they're proactively communicating you know to like we actually do know some great salespeople have done this in the past like like at the salespeople level like you know both jeff and i have met salespeople that not even their dealership is doing it but they're doing it Mm -hmm. right you know they're keeping you know keeping an eye out on you know their clients and they know you know like okay well he's got an 820 dollars lease payment I should give him a call just to check in, you know, um, I, I, I tell you if, anyways, I I'll get off my soapbox to y'all, but like, just, God, I'm saying y'all a lot. Maybe it's just tennis. Came, uh, <laughs> really endorsed. <laughs> your- you noticed it too. You noticed it too. Didn't you? I said it a handful of times. <laughs> all right. All right. If we say a, the- you can say y'all. <laughs> Jeez. Tennessee accent is awesome. So if you can develop <laughs> that, go for it. <laughs> been in tennessee for too long <laughs> all right what else we got what do you got all right um so this is uh starlink is providing free internet to mexico imagine having free internet how awesome yeah, that yeah. i'm moving to mexico <laughs> um and as well as that they they boasted that they are was it three billion in revenue this year starlink wow do you know anything about starlink I do. And global domination, I think, was in their mission statement, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know what? I don't know. I got mixed feelings on this. You know what? I'll tell you why I have mixed feelings on this. It's the same reason I have mixed feelings why my kid comes home the other day and tells me that the entire school is getting brand new iPads. And then she shows me the privacy document I have to sign for her to be able to have this iPad. Guys, you should read this thing. I was really? 16 pages, 60, it was, a, it was an online thing. So it just came to you as you're one of the parents by email. Yeah. By email it came to it. I can guarantee you n- almost nobody except when going to read that, you know, <laughs> read through the 16 pages of, of this document. And, you know, I mean, congrats, Apple, because smart. Right. I mean, it literally says that we're going to be collecting data on your kid. All right. Uh, not not them as an individual. All right. So 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 not individualized data like I know Lily Harris does this, 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 this and this. No, but it's going to be, you know, a I don't remember the word that they used, you know, but it's, it's categorized like 14 year old girls like this. And exactly. In this yeah, area demographic. But yes, exactly. They're yeah, gonna be- I couldn't imagine it's legal for them to capture. Yeah, they can't capture PI. Minor data. My, minor. Well, actually, no, it is. Actually, it's illegal is it? to capture uh, minor PII data. So Holy PII being, being data specific to an individual person, 
um, it's illegal for, well, actually that's not true. The collection of it is legal. It is the using of it is not legal. Isn't that weird? Scary, because well, why would you collect it if you have no intention of using it? I've seen, <laughs> I've worked with a couple companies, you know, that have, you know, I, identity maps and identity maps are uh, mapping, you know, uh, multiple data points to aggregate who you are as an individual and what you do and what you like to do, right? And there are preteen data sets in those identity maps, but they legally they can't use them, but they do collect them. So, right, going back, so... Austin, tell me what specifically caught your eye on this article. Um, I guess just the fact that it's free. And like, I know Starlink is so impressive because you can get it anywhere. It's not like you have to be near a router or any sort of uh, internet access. Uh, so the idea of those two, free internet and everywhere, is pretty cool. You know, Austin, this is probably one of the few times I'm going to poke fun at your generation i god i sound old you you know you're old when you're like well let me tell you something <laughs> you know what i mean but but I, but I will say you know look i i think jeff you and i and you correct me wrong if i'm jeff but our generation understood that there's no free lunch yeah like who's there's paying no, for the equipment is there like what's well, the catch <laughs> there's, there's not there's nothing free there's, it doesn't exist ever Right. Like there's just no free lunch. And, you know, I'm not trying to, God, I sound old. I should shut my mouth. Um, (laughs) But, but I do see it. So even with my nephew, right. And he's 26. All right. You know, and, and I see it just, you know, forever. And as long as he can remember, he's the one that will literally connect to every free Wi-Fi publicly in every building in every place of all time right in austin i know because i've seen you do it too you're you're the same right you you go to the airport you connect to the free wi-fi you go to the mall you connect to the free it might correct me if i'm wrong am i wrong that's correct and i'm also in the camp of i don't care if someone collects my data like i know that's, <laughs> that's a lot what of people I find really care about that and i'm like i know I, I i find that interesting and and so 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 look you see an article like this and that you can see why it rubs me the wrong way because i'm like you know do these people know what they're giving up and you know and how that's going to impact you know them in the future you know um data what's it what's that statement from um spider-man what's that uh oh what's the one i'm looking for austin come on help me out here uh with great power comes great responsibility responsibility. yeah that it okay i'm totally trying to get my internal marvel geek on right now but um (laughs) but that's what data is right um the funny thing is the data is there over and, and, and how we can use the data is very, very primitive yet, yet, right? It's, it's how that data is going to be used in the future, all right? And all of the maps that they're building to understand you as an individual to the, I don't know. Look, there, there's going to be a moment in time where it's like the data collected on you will tell you what car you should buy and what house you should own. And what school you should attend? Do you do you know what I mean? See, like that's the model. They get, they're they're collecting data on you at such an early. Anyways, 
Anyways, I look, I think there's amazing things we can do with that data. So, 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 so let me tell you why I'm not fearful of data when in how it's being used and the way I actually appreciate it. Okay. And I actually appreciate it from an advertising perspective because I hate seeing ads that has no relevance to me as an individual whatsoever. Like I actually think it's the worst experience world. I'm like, why am I seeing you know, this ad for, you know, retirees, you know, for Cialis or whatever the hell, <laughs> whatever the product is, you know, like I'm old, but I'm not that old, you know, it's like, but like I, when I see ads that I know that are specific to me to do to my, you know, searches, you know, so, you know, I've been recently looking at a new boat. I know Jeff, we're going to, I'm going to get a new one. I'm going to go fishing this time. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to get a fishing boat, right? You know, so what happens? I start seeing ads that are populating up, you know, from, you know, from Bass Pro and Nitro and uh, Lowell's and some of the other brands I've been looking at and stuff like that. And it's like, and I appreciate that. I appreciate it because it's not wasting my time. They're presenting stuff that's unique to me. And anyways, anyways, I'll get off this topic because I know you got another one you want to go over before we finish off today. But I see stuff like that. All right, I see these social monster social benefits, um, you know, to giving you know free access in a mass way, you know, to people have now connected. But then I also, similar to my kid now getting an iPad in his in her school, you know, what do we give up? And and if you're okay with that return, like Austin, you said you're okay with it. You're okay. You give me that for free. I'll give you, you know, my entire life's data. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, I agree yeah, I with guess. you, though, that it's got to be used correctly, right? Like, remember last year at the trailer, Jay, we bought, we did uh, those tomahawk steaks, right? Mm. And we were at the, the barbecue store and we bought the meter stick. Yes. Do you know how many emails I get from that company? <laughs> Do you? you got As if I'm going to buy one every day. <laughs> it's got to the, and I know I can unsubscribe or whatever. All I had to, to sign in to get the app to work or whatever, right? But it was hitting me the other day because this month alone, there's been 15 emails about why I should buy a one, a two pack, a four pack, a five pack, a ten, whatever it is they're offering, boxing game sales. And I'm like, guys, how many of these things do you think a person is going to use or buy? Well, the funny thing is, the disconnect is actually the fact it's that unreal. here in the US, it's Thanksgiving, in Canada, it's not. All right. Yeah. So, so really what they're doing is they see an upsell during this time of year because you need one for your turkey, right? Like, it's funny. I was actually, I was actually talking cause I'm going to Oregon, you know, and I was talking, you know, to my sister and it's like, she's like, I'm, are you, I'm going to bring mine because she wants to do a lamb and a turkey at the same time. And I'm like, well, you're, we're going to need two yeah. because they're going to be very different temperatures, very different heats. Anyways, anyways <laughs> but no, I'm with you. See, there's a disconnect. That's the you're problem not, with today is you're just getting hit all the time. If you looked at a site, you're getting nonstop. Could have been an accidental click. <laughs> well, and and then that and that gets to the point where it's like, okay, well, you know, now now it's almost like you get angry at the company because you know there's better data out there. Why are you hitting me up for Thanksgiving offers when I live in things when I live in Canada? Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you know the data, all right? You know I'm from Canada. Why are you hitting me with this? My Thanksgiving was last month. You know, like that. See, that's 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 when marketing departments are just not willing to use the data the way it can be used because data can be used in a great way when it comes to the sense of marketing because it can actually enhance. Like, um, sorry, I'll let me go back one second. The best marketing strategy, the best marketing strategy you can ever ever possibly run, is the one where the customer feels known as an individual. 
right? So they feel known, you know? And so, so the fact like the fact that that company is sending you offers for American Thanksgiving and you live in Canada makes no sense, right? Now, if they sent you offers for Canadian Thanksgiving because they know you're Canada, okay, that, that's a little closer, not very close, but a little closer, right? Now, whether they take it one step farther, because we use that meter app when we're cooking all different kinds of foods, Maybe they actually would send you a set of recipes based on the last four or five types of meats that you cooked. Or try to predict what you might do next or whatever. Exactly, right? So, okay. That would make a lot more sense. I mean, right? they must know how many times I've used it. Right? They, know you, they know how many times <laughs> you used it. They, they know you used it for tomahawks. They know you used it for a pork loin. They know you used it. Maybe they know you used it for a pork loin seven times. Right. And they're saying, hey, Jeff, you know, based on, you know, uh, uh, the meals that you enjoy cooking, here's a recipe for the best pork loin you're ever going to have in your life. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Now, that's a marketing strategy, right? Because it's where you're known. And that's the power of data when it's collected and utilized correctly. Anyways, look, I know I totally like derailed that one. <laughs> derailed that one. <laughs> it's all good. So Oh, guys, hey, we're getting toward the tail end of today's conversation. I know Austin's mad at me because he had like two more things that he wanted to go through. <laughs> but we'll save it for next time. Uh, hey, for everybody out there watching, listening, uh, really appreciate you guys' time and taking the time to listen to us. If you like this content and like this content and like to see more content like this, check out strategywithjason.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere on any social media platform out there. We're constantly posting this stuff out there. Uh, hey, guys, say bye to the audience. Uh, good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to On the Internet with Jason. To stay up to date with all our content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.